this NFL Week 7 Player Props edition of the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x. That's right. Turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away 100000 Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. Roster brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code CFBX for $20 off of your first purchase. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for player props, parlays, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And... We're giving away $3,000 in our NFL Second Chance Survivor Contest presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. The contest starts this weekend, and it's free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, October the 20th, currently 11.07 on the East Coast. Here to get into our NFL Week 7 Sunday Games player props. And I got my guys here with me first. It's a motorsports king himself. It's Rod Gomez. Rod, how's it going, my friend? I've got my coffee ready. We are early morning here in the on the West Coast. So uh, what better way to start the day than by talking week seven? I, I can't think of a better way to start. Well, maybe if I stayed in bed a little longer. Never mind. I'm good. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> hey, yeah. It's either you uh, get some extra sleep or you get up, enjoy your coffee, and, and uh, take a backseat and just talk some NFL player props. I prefer the latter. Um, no, I might have to revisit that statement, but uh, we shall see. Uh, <laughs> I also got the hardest working man in the sports betting industry as well. We're ramping it up, not only in full swing of NFL, but for the NBA as well. It's my main man, Chris. Chris, how's it going, my friend? What's up? You know, what's up, Rod? Uh, Rod said it's a little early on the, on the West Coast. It's, it's 11 o'clock on the East Coast, but it does still feel like it's a little early. Maybe because the sun just not not shining as bright. But, uh, you know, needless to say, nevertheless, we're here uh, and and week seven is looking pretty promising, hopefully a lot promising than Thursday night football. I talked we were talking a little bit before the show and man, if, if I could just get to Kamara to stay under for that last drive, you know, then, you know, we have a profitable day or two on one day. But instead we go one and two and we see the Saints defense just not really show up. Thirty one points is what they gave up yeah. at home to a Jacksonville offense that had been struggling 14 in the first quarter. So. McManus doesn't need to kick a field goal. And, you know, I thought he had plenty of opportunities. But, you know, I think uh, maybe Trevor Lawrence pulled a wool over our eyes as a tad bit by being listed as questionable all throughout the throughout the week. And then, you know, he looks like, uh, you know, the Michael MVP of the league yesterday. Yeah, like just <laughs> running around, scrambling, throwing, running. But I digress. Let's let's move forward into into week seven. Hopefully we can we can finish with a profitable week. Yeah, no, I think as a team yesterday, we did uh, overall really well. I know I know, I had a really good night, swept the uh, my player props, and two of the three touchdown props got there for me as well. Uh, I think, Rod, you had two out of three at your player props as well, correct? Yeah, so uh, thankful to Foya Aluakin, who, by the way, I was listening to the radio broadcast of that. That dude could not pronounce Aluakin. I'm like, come on, man. You have one job. And you should have called in and be like, I have a player prop on this guy. You need to get it correct. 
<laughs> I want to hear his name, and I did. I, I, he got, what, 11 tackles on the day, so that cashed that one. Of course, Chris and I both on the uh, on the Derek Carr throwing an interception train, and what a glorious way for that interception to be thrown, too, a pick six. I, I liked seeing that. By your so, guy. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, by my guy, by a Lewican. So, yeah, uh, yeah definitely a, a good day there. Um, I can't remember the only one I missed. I'm I, I, blocking it out of my memory, but, yeah, uh, it was the only one that I missed on the night, and, and other than the Shahid touchdown, but, that's a little bit sad. I think it was just the, the Kamara to get what twenty yards. Uh, oh, rushing. first, yeah, 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 yeah. And he and uh, Etn had the chance, uh, and uh, Kamara had nothing going on. All of a sudden, he breaks that run, and that was what took him over. It's like, damn yeah, that's okay. We're, we can't win them all. Uh, it, Thursday nights, I, I know we started off really bad that week one, where we went combined zero of nine, but I think we've been doing really well since then. And I know Sundays. Has been really good for us as well. So let's just dive right into it, gentlemen. NFL Week 7 for the Sunday games. Uh, Rod, why don't you lead us off, my friend? I'm picking on bad defenses this week. That is the theme of Week 7 for me, picking on bad defenses. And there is almost no worse defense in the league against the pass than the Chargers. And I will be going. And they're facing Patrick Mahomes of all people. So you look at what uh, the Chargers are allowing per game this season, 289 passing yards her game uh, all over the place. So against Mahomes, that's that's deadly. I mean, Mahomes has not necessarily been like super 400 yard guy all season long, uh, but he definitely has has had some good games over this 278 yard mark, including the last two, right? 306 against Denver last week, which is a terrible defense in and of itself as well. So we know Mahomes can exploit bad pass defenses. Um, 281 against Minnesota. He had 305 against Jacksonville. Uh, so those are his three games over this mark, but he did have 272 against the Bears, which is close. I mean, we'll, we'll give it to him there. Eight more yards, he could have gotten it uh, against him. You look at what quarterbacks have done against the Chargers. Tua lit him up for 466 yards. Ryan Tannehill, 246, but that's the shell of Ryan Tannehill. I don't know that we're expecting 278 yards out of him anymore, especially when you have Derrick Henry. Uh, which lately has not been a, a, a plus. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 367. Even uh, Aiden O'Connell had 238. I know it's not 278, but when you're talking 238 yards to a guy who we barely knew how to pronounce his name, uh, and then Dak Prescott, 272 last week. Mahomes against the Chargers in his career. Two out of the last three have gone over this mark. 329 the last time they met, 410, two times before that with a 235 sandwich in between there. And then four out of the last uh, three out of the last five. So 302 yards in 2020, he threw four. So pretty good track record of, of getting at least 278, nine yards against this Chargers team. And this Chargers team, like we said, has been atrocious against the pass this season. And were it not for O'Connell and Tannehill skewing the curve, I think uh, they'd be even worse. So give me Patrick Mahomes over 278 passing yards. You can get this at minus 110 on bet 365. Yeah, I mean, the numbers don't lie, right? Like you mentioned, Chargers are giving it up um, to the quarterback position. And and again, um, I have a player problem in this game as well. We'll get to here in a second here. But I mean, yeah, when I was looking at some of the worst pass defenses, Chargers were right down there with, with some of the uh, other uh, bad pass defenses. I will be fading here as well. Again, I can't talk you off of Patrick Mahomes' uh, overs, at least, just because he's just he's that guy, right? And again, like you mentioned, against the Chargers, he's had success. I expect that to continue this week uh, for NFL Week 7 for uh, Mr. Patty Mahomes there. Uh, Chris, any thoughts on Patty Mahomes? 
Yeah, the biggest one that stuck out to me was last week when I had uh, Isaiah Pacheco to go over his rushing yards, and they were playing against that terrible rush defense against Denver. He still was passing the ball left and right, and I'm like, bro, just, just run the ball. Like, we don't need to do this. Remember, he had 30 passing tips in the first half last week. So, I mean, yeah, he's, he, he might be able to complete a you know, no-look pass or something in this one. Uh, th- this should be a fun one. He, he d- also just feels like he needs that stat-boosting game, right? Like, we haven't seen him have that, like, career-type, 500 yard game. We also saw um, what's my guy name that just came back that they, they just uh, traded for and got him back. You know, uh, Mer- uh, 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 Michael Hardman. Uh, Hard- 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 yeah, is also back. So um, I think, you know, if, if you look for a weakness within that, that Kansas City offense, it is, you know, the ability to catch the ball. We saw them really struggle in the game with, you know, with Kelsey not playing. And uh, we've seen drop passes. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of reassuring, re-upping, re-upping them. And then this week, you, you get a defense that literally can't guard anybody. So you just you just have to be able to catch the ball, Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver. So I like it. I like it a lot. You know, uh, I think Rod's on the, on the right track here. It seems like MVS hasn't panned out the way that the Chiefs were hoping to, and they're just kind of putting a bandage over. At some point, like, you're going to have to either develop one of the young guys that you do have uh, or you're going to have to make a splash, you know, at the trade deadline or in, in the off season. But I mean, when you have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey still out there, obviously, you, you're always going to have a chance uh, to not only win games but also win rings uh, in the suit or in the in the National Football League. Uh, Chris, take us over to your first player prop, man. What do you got? So the the theme I want to keep keep Rod's theme of of picking on bad defenses, but but I'll skip the first one. I'm, I'm actually going to take a guy that that might be a contrarian look, and I'm taking this over. Uh, against a pretty good defense, and that's going to be Desmond Ritter. I like his passing yards to go over this week. You see the number right now; it's about 208 on most sports books, um, and not not a lot of juice at all. It's probably minus 110, minus 115 ish type range. But I just I, I'm evaluating the game, and this was a game that I actually like to handicap to try to take a side on as well. But I look at I look at the Bucks defense; they're top 10 in pretty much every rush defensive statistical category, and we know how good. Bijan has been for this team, uh, and, and they they got a, a pretty good rushing attack. But I do mm-hmm. think they'll struggle on the road, specifically with being able to run the ball. Uh, yeah. they, they, you look at this Bucks defense, top ten in opponent rush percentage, so teams aren't really rushing the ball against them at all. Rushing yards per game, uh, rushing yards per attempt. So I think they turn Ritter into a passer. Of course, I wanted to take his his uh, pass attempts over because you know that's my play. But uh, he the number is not available yet. But I looked at I went back and looked at Ritter. Um, He's thrown for at least 210 yards in back-to-back games. Of course, you know, those were in Atlanta where, where you know, quarterbacks are going to feel a little bit more comfortable at home. And, of course, he's in a dome. But also in three of his five games as well. You look at the Bucks; they've allowed at least 210 passing yards in three straight games and four to five games that they played in this season. So it seems like a buy-low spot for me here. Um, the Bucks are allowing a f- 247 yards per game, which ranks 26. Uh, in the league, so that you know that that's what only what six teams are allowing more yards, mm-hmm. and opponents are passing sixty five percent of the time, which is the fourth most as well. So, for me, it feels like Ritter's going to have to continue to throw the ball, uh, and I, if they're going to have any success here, so I think he should be able to give me two hundred and ten passing yards. I took I took the over at two hundred eight and a half. Yeah, I think for uh, Desmond Ritter, I think we talked about this last week as well. Like, it seems like the playbook has either opened up or he's just gotten more comfortable uh, in the Arthur Smith system, right? And again, like you mentioned, just game script wise, um, they're going to have to throw the football because you mentioned Tampa Bay continues to be a top tier uh, rush defense, right? You laid out the numbers there. So I think that's only going to have to enable Desmond Ritter 
and the offense to find success through the air. But back-to-back weeks, he's put up 300-plus passing yards. Um, I know they were trailing in those games. Um, and, again, it's possibly that they're probably trailing in, in, in this game here as well. Uh, but I, I do expect, you know, Rid, uh, Ritter to be in that realm of what, 32, 34, 35 pass attempts. He's had back-to-back weeks of 28 uh, completions exactly. So I think, like, he's getting a little bit more comfortable. And, you know, case in point as well, last season, he did face this uh, uh, Tampa team uh, where he did go 19 of 30, 224 passing yards in that game, two touchdowns uh, as well. So hopefully he can carry that momentum uh, from the last two weeks and get over his passing yards here for Desmond Ritter. Rod, any thoughts on Desmond Ritter? You know, 208 is such a low number for a quarterback. And I get it that, you know, so a lot of times these these uh, these guys don't hit that mark because they don't have to throw that much. but I think for Desmond Ritter, he's got the talent around him. He needs, and and he's been able to find it lately. So yeah. I, I think maybe you're right. And and honestly, how long can Tampa keep this up? I mean, it feels like they're a team that is surprising too many people. And and I'm wondering when the shoe's going to drop, when the other shoe's going to drop, because I don't know that they can keep this up much longer. Yeah, I mean, even if you take a look last week, Jared Goff had a lot of success throwing the football against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 30 of 44, two, 353 passing yards in that game, two touchdowns, no interceptions. So not asking Justin Ritter to duplicate that. We're asking him to be, what, two-thirds of the way better of what he uh, Jared Goff did there last week. So, yeah, definitely can get behind this for sure. All right, guys, before I give out my first player prop here for uh, NFL Week 7, uh, let me tell you about a couple of contests that are going on over on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. First, the SGPN Second Chance Survivor Contest. If you've already been knocked out of your NFL Survivor, don't worry. We at SGPN here, here got you covered with the SGPN Second Chance Survivor Contest presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. 3000 up for grabs. Winner takes all. Starts this weekend, so sign up now. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Survivor. Again, that's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Survivor. And also, the NFL Gambling Podcast is running a review contest. Leave an Apple Podcast review with your favorite touchdown-related bet for this weekend, and the biggest winner with the longest odds wins a $50 SGPN gift card. So make sure to include your YouTube username, and also make sure to include those odds in those podcast reviews so we know um, you know, if you are the winner and have the longest odds as well. Uh, so we can also contact you if you are the winner. So again, leave an app, Apple podcast review with your favorite touchdown uh, score, including the odds and your YouTube username, because when you win, we want to make sure we can contact you. And also we're brought to you by underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced scorchers. Go five for five and pick them scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100x payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending their first deposit bonus of up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continues on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players will win 10K each. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $500. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy using promo code SGPN. And all right, guys, let me get over to my first player prop for NFL week seven. I am going to go back to that Chiefs game uh, that Rod was talking about earlier uh, in the episode. I'm going to go to the other quarterback. I'm looking at Justin Herbert. 
I think I'm getting a discount here on over one and a half passing touchdowns for uh, Herbert in this game. This is at minus 112, currently over on FanDuel. So definitely shop around because DraftKings has this at minus 130. So you're getting about 18 cents of a discount here on this player prop. But if you take a look at the schedule of quarterbacks that the Chiefs have played this season, I think you can make the argument that Justin Herbert is possibly the best quarterback they are going to face here in NFL Week 7. Historically, Herbert's been pretty good throwing the football against the Kansas City Chiefs as well. Um, Herbert has faced his Chiefs uh, team six times in his career, and he's thrown for at least two touchdowns in five of the six games, including five straight games where he has at least two passing touchdowns. Uh, the only game, obviously, was in his uh, he did do that was his first career start against the Chiefs in his rookie year. But um, also, the Chiefs' pass defense they've allowed uh, two of the last three quarterbacks. They have faced a throw at least for two touchdowns. I believe that was the two Wilsons, uh, Zach Wilson and uh, Russell Wilson, that uh, were able to do that against his Chiefs uh, pass defense. I'm sorry, it was um, Kirk Cousins and it was Zach Wilson. So now you have Justin Herbert coming to town. The total of this game is sitting at 47.5, so I think the books are expecting to see some points. And historically, you know, we do see points being put up in this uh, game between these two teams. But... I think there's a big game here for the for the Chargers. I do expect them to keep it close. I think it's going to have to be on the shoulders of Justin Herbert. Again, uh, for him to throw only two touchdowns here when he's done it in five straight games in his career against the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, I will take that uh, every single time. So uh, give me Justin Herbert over one and a half passing touchdowns here, Chris. Yep, I like it. Like you said, I mean, it's expected to be a shootout. It's crazy to think that, I mean, I know, granted, the Chiefs' defense is, their pass defense is pretty good, but it's crazy to think that you, you get such a deal. I was like, let me go fact check, you know, and make sure they got this at one and a half. Like, this is expected to be a shootout. You, we know that Charger, Rod laid out all the stats already. That Charger's defense is atrocious. So if Justin Fields, uh, Justin Fields, if Justin Herbert is not going to be able to keep him in the game and, and at least throw two passing touchdowns. This is one that, you know, potentially you could take three passing touchdowns for, yeah. you know, because I do expect this one to be a tad bit of a shootout. I went I went in and just checked last season specifically. I looked at the Chargers when they rolled dogs, and um, they were averaging 22 points per game in that spot. And we know a dump off to, you know, someone like Austin Eckler could could easily get into the into that, you know, realm of uh, them score, being able to score as well. You know, so I, I absolutely love this one. I'm probably going to tell this one. Uh, Rodney, thoughts? Well, you talk about shootouts, the last few matchups between these teams, Chiefs 30, Chargers 27 last year, uh, 27-24, 34-38, 30-24, 38-21. Points get scored in this matchup. So, um, and, and a lot of them come from the arm of the quarterbacks. So I definitely like this as well. All right, Chris, take us over to player prop number two, my friend. What do you got? So player prop number two, let's go back to that theme that Rod established at the at the top of the show. We are picking on bad defenses. So we're going Cooper Cup. <laughs> Ta-da! 89 and a half is his passing yards. It's up to 91, 92 on some books as well. So definitely shop around. But uh, minus 115 over on Caesars right now uh, when, I, when I looked at this this morning. Four of the five weeks, Pittsburgh has actually given up 90 yards to one receiver. And, and I see Munoz smiling like he probably got this one written down as well. But, but yeah, so, so four, four of the uh, five weeks, Pittsburgh has given up 90-plus uh, receiving yards to one receiver. You look at this Pittsburgh defense, they're allowing 245 yards per game, which is the seventh most, uh, and allowing the fourth highest completion percentage as well. Cup has only been back for two weeks. 15 receptions, which is the fourth most. 
266 yards, which is also the fourth most since his return, including games of 118 yards and 144 yards. So it does feel like we're getting a bit of a discount with Cup be only being listed at 88, uh, 89 and a half. And like I said, this number is probably going to move. So might be one you want to you want put in a little earlier uh, rather than later waiting for this game, which because this is a this is an evening game. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, four or five game. Yeah, it's uh, after. Time, so yeah game so yeah so yeah. definitely check on that but yeah that that's the, um, that's the play give me i'm cup. only laughing yeah uh, and it, it seems like he didn't miss like the first four weeks uh, of the regular season like it, it seems like he just picked up right where he left off 118 yards hundred and what 48 you said long completions or long reception of 39 and 49 but uh, I was looking at his longest reception uh, for this week against the Steelers. That's at, I think I think it's 26 and a half. Um, and that's probably one of the higher ones of all the wide receivers this week. Um, but that was one I was looking at here as well. I think Stefan Diggs is the only one that has 26 and a half as well. But uh, I mean, nah, you couldn't pay me money to take an under with Cooper Cubs. So I'm definitely not. Not fading this. I'm in 100% agreement with you about uh, Cooper Cup here, uh, uh, Chris. Uh, Rod, any thoughts on the Cooper Cup? I feel like they were just padding his stats while he was injured. They just kept giving like that. But no, that's that's the, how good Cooper Cup is. And as a 49ers fan who has watched him tear apart his team time after time again, I can vouch for that. And you're right. I mean, when, when Puka Nakua can put up Cooper Cup numbers, then you know Cooper Cup can put up Cooper Cup numbers. So I'm with you on this one. 100%. All right, before we get over to Rod's second player prop here, uh, let me tell everyone about game time. It's that time of the year where we have, I think, I guess we could say the perfect storm where all these sports are colliding. We have NASCAR that's winding down. Uh, golf uh, season, I believe, is ramping up for the new, uh, the new season. NBA starts next week. MLB playoffs are going on. And obviously, with uh, uh, NBA starting next week and NFL and college football, all going on, you probably want to get out to one of these sporting events and you don't know where to look. Well, let game time help you out because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't have to be stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. Some of the great things about their app, um, that I love. They have great flash deals, last minute tickets, like I mentioned. They're easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. It just doesn't have to be sports. If there's a comedy show in your area, um, if there's a theater show in your area you want to go check out, they also have that on the Game Time app. But the best thing I love about their app is that when you go in to buy tickets for a specific event and venue, you actually get the image of your seat view uh, before you purchase the tickets because you don't want any surprises when you get to that venue and, and nothing, uh, any surprises of any obstructions in your in your viewing uh, area from your seat. So also, there's always prices guaranteed, event cancellation protection as well. Like I mentioned, forget planning months in advance. Get excited for the uh, fun you're going to have. Um you know, with game time, they have exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much more. And also, the game time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's how confident they are in their prices. So buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set to go. And the tickets are sent directly to your phone. You don't have to haggle through the mailbox waiting for them to come in, or you don't have to go searching into your email box. Nope. 
You're sent directly to your phone right there on the app, and you don't have to stress about it. So to make it easy, download the GameTime app, create an account, and make sure to use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season. With Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, uh, Rod, take us over to player prop number two, my friend. Well, if it pleases the court, I'm going to continue to pick on bad defenses. And listen, here's the thing, right? I can pretty much rest this case by just saying he's playing the Denver Broncos. That's Aaron Jones coming back off of his injury. His number is 51 and a half for Aaron Jones, his rushing yards. Oh, my God. Please give me the over on this one. And I found this one at plus money on DK. Did you get that price too, Chris? I did not, but I got him at 48 and a half uh, on FanDuel. So I'll, I'll probably double down and, and, and take that one as well. I love it enough to do both. Well, and that's the thing. So I did find it lower. It's minus 114, right, on, on FanDuel for that. Yeah, so I, I, I get the extra three yards, but if I'm getting plus money for something, I'm three yards, that's that's him getting tush-pushed somewhere uh, as well. But look, at all I got to do is tell you that he's playing the Denver Broncos rush defense. 172 rushing yards per game 139 at home now it, the away numbers are skewed because Miami's still running on this Denver Broncos defense right now uh so really for 205 you can't put a whole lot of stock in that but they're giving up 139 an average of 139 rushing yards per game at home who's torched them at home well that was Brian Robinson Jr got 87 against them um you look at Khalil Herbert with 103, Brees Hall with 177. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco got 62. Okay, but that was much to Chris's chagrin. Um, but I'm telling you right now, for this defense to give up that many yards, and even at home, it's not even as if they're doing it on the road uh, as well. But yeah, Denver's just a bad rush defense. And I know that for Aaron Rodgers' sake, or Aaron Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones' sake, he did play with Aaron Rodgers, though. Um, he hasn't had a game over this mark yet, but granted, he has been eased back into this, right? 41 yards against the Bears, not bad. Um, 18 yards, though, last week, everyone's going to be like, oh, you can't get 52 against the Broncos. D Detroit has the best rush defense in the league right now. They are giving up the fewest yards per game to opposing running backs. So that's a tough test for a guy coming back off of, of an injury. So I, I definitely think this is a, a good spot for Aaron Jones. Obviously, Chris thinks so as well. Um, and, and I think he's going to get at least 52, if not 60, 70. I don't know how high you want to ladder this, but 90. Uh, 90? <laughs> Chris, you should find 90. See where, see where alternate rushing yards 90 is because that could be where our better play is. That's a big plus money for that. Uh, Chris, you also have this one. Uh, you want to expand on anything else that Rod mentioned? 
Yeah, so first and foremost, what Rod just mentioned, those alt lines probably haven't come out yet just because the game's so far away. But they probably will be. Oh, you do have it? You know, what, what, yeah. what is it? Uh, so we could go 70 plus 2 to 1, 80 plus plus 320, 90 plus 5 to 1, and 100 uh, yards is plus 750. 100 yards might be too much with AJ. I like the 70 at 2 to 1. I think that's a good I like the good. 70 at 2 to 1 as well. You know, and and yeah. it's, it's for a lot of the reasons that, that, that Rob mentioned. Rob kind of talked about how bad this defense is, so I won't mention that part. But I also listened to um, – I followed that beat writer, and, uh, you know, they interviewed Aaron Jones – uh, after uh, yesterday's practice, and he said this is the best that he's felt in a while, right? So we got to remember the Packers actually had a bye week last week as well, and he hasn't yeah. played in the game since September the 28th. So we're talking mm-hmm. about a fresh running back. Like, he's going to be super fresh, uh, and his team is going to be fresh because he didn't play, you know, before the bye. So he's going to be fresh. They're going to be fresh. Um, and, and it's kind of telling that the number is 48 and a half or 50, 51 and a half, what Rod said, and he hasn't rushed for that many. So the books are already telling us, you know, that he, he's probably in for, you know, a, a, a bit of a big day. Um, so I, I just love, I love the report. I love the numbers. Everything kind of, kind of, uh, you know, makes sense. And I think that, um, you know, if you're Jordan Love, this takes a lot of stress off you being able to just hand that ball off to Aaron Jones, who, who is the best offensive player that they have on the team. So um, I love it. And I'm probably going to end up taking the alt number. Where did you find that alt number at, you know? Uh, it's on DraftKings. On DraftKings, okay. Yeah, I probably yeah. will end up taking that all number. Okay. Yeah, I think again when you guys talk about this this Denver Broncos defense, I mean their pass defense is I don't say equally as worse, but they're right down there as far as how bad the defense is, and just tells you because they're not why they aren't winning very many football games is because of that defense. And but also you take a look at their receiving yards that they're giving up to the running back position as well. I mean, that number is, is there as well, right? Last week we saw against the Chiefs, I say Pacheco, 36 receiving yards. Brees Hall had 17. Michael Carter had 14. Um, the Bears, Khalil Herbert had 19. Um, so I think there might be an opportunity as well for Aaron Jones as uh, also out of the backfield catching passes because we've seen him do it. All throughout his career, when he was with, uh, when uh, I should say Aaron Rodgers was the starting quarterback for the um, Green Bay Packers. So uh, I think this is going to be, again, you guys mentioned, I think the, oh, the only concern that I was going to bring up is how healthy is Aaron Jones. But Chris, I mean, absolutely know that, you know, with the beat writer reporting that Aaron Jones has said himself that this is the greatest he's felt in a very long time. And again, like you mentioned, Coming off of the bye week, he feels fresh. Not a lot of tread on the tires uh, for uh, Aaron Jones uh, this week. So, or sorry, this season as well, especially coming off the bye week. So, I would, if you're a DFS player, I would definitely put him in your lineup uh, this week at that running back position. I'm curious to see what his receiving yards is before I get to my next player prop here, because I think that might be something that intrigues me as well. That's at 20 and a half uh, for Aaron Jones. So, I think that might be something I, I get on as well. Um, all right, so Rod and Chris agreeing on Aaron Jones. I'll go over to my next player prop here, and I will go. Um, let's go over to the game between two NFC West teams. The, the Arizona Cardinals are visiting the Seattle Seahawks uh, in week seven. Back to Kenneth Walker again. Um, so you take a look at this Arizona Cardinals uh, rush defense, right? They come into this game. Um, ranked well below league average. So they're allowing opposing teams to rush for 133 yards per game, which ranks number 24th. The Cardinals also ranked number 25 
in opponent rush, uh, opponent yards per rush attempt, and opposing teams are averaging close to 30 rush attempts per game. Last season, two matchups against the Cardinals. Kenneth Walker rushed for a total of 206 yards in those games and went well over this projection of 71 and a half in both of those games. Lastly, the Cardinals have allowed an opposing running back to go over this projection in four straight games. Um, I expect Walker to have another big week here for uh, the rushing attack of the Seattle Seahawks. And just to put it into perspective, those four uh, running backs uh, that the Cardinals have faced over the last four weeks, Tony Pollard, week three, 23 carries, 122 yards. Um, let's see here. Let me go to the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey, 20 attempts, 106 yards in that game. Uh, we go to the Bengals, 25 attempts, 81 yards. And then last week, Karen Williams, before he did get injured, 20 attempts, 158 yards. So I think this might be an opportunity. We talked about Aaron Jones, maybe a ladder, maybe a, a ladder Kenneth Walker up to maybe 100 uh, rushing yards in this game as well. So I'm on Kenneth Walker here, over 71 and a half uh, rushing yards here, Rod. And it's a divisional game too, right? I mean, the the all of it gets ramped up in, in this situation. So you know that this is going to be a, a slugfest. And it always is between NFC West teams. And, and I think a lot of it does end up coming down to the running game. I, I know that these offenses are all predicated around the pass. But, you know, when it comes down to it, when you watch NFC West games, it's a lot of running. So, um, yeah, I think Seattle is in for it as well. Um, and Arizona... Again, they're they're really they're struggling all over the place. So uh, I feel like this is a good spot for him as well. Chris, any thoughts on Kenneth Walker? Yeah, I mean you you laid it out perfectly. You know, if you talked about how bad this rush defense has been, and also you talked about how good you know Ken, we we both won his uh, you know on his touchdown last weekend. Yeah, that cash within the first five minutes of the game, and now I like the spot even more just because they're at home. Right. We know Arizona. Arizona is the team that for me is going to go fizzle out like they they are not like as good as they started the season off with they had the upset win, of course, against the Cowboys. And you kind of go back and look at uh, for, for, for myself, you know, if I look at the Seattle um, attack, right, they're running the ball just 40 percent of the time, which is the 20th, which is 20th. So they're not running it a lot. But they are getting 4.2 yards a pop and 104 yards per carry, 104 yards per game. They have faced some of the stingier rush defenses as well. When you go back and they played against the Lions, they played mm-hmm. against the Rams, they played against the Panthers, who rush defense isn't that bad. Their pass defense is a little worse. Um, so I, I and, and the Bengals as well. So I like this spot for uh, you know for uh, Kenneth Gainwell. I'm probably gonna I was writing it down because I'm probably gonna tell this one as well. You know if I like it. All right, so that is round two of our player props. Let's get into round three here. Rod, you want to lead us off? Let's stay in that game. And uh, this, I'm going to go on the other side of the ball. Uh, you want to talk about uh, defenses that are allowing a lot of stuff to happen. Uh, and Seattle is actually allowing a lot of completions to uh, to be completed against them. 27.4, they lead the league in that. They're allowing the most completions per game to opposing quarterbacks. A lot of that is because they're playing pass-happy offenses. And a lot of that is because, you know, these teams are are in a shootout against each other. But uh, I'm going to take Marquise Brown. His reception total is set at four and a half. I'll take the over on that one at minus 110. Um, the, the, really, this is all because Seattle's giving up a lot of completions per game. And for Brown, he had three games to start the season over this mark. 
Started with six against the Giants, five against Dallas, seven against San Francisco, another NFC West opponent. Uh, turned around with four against a tough-ish Bengals defense, and then four against the Rams uh, on 11 targets. So, and, and that's another thing, too. Marquise Brown is getting his fair share of targets, double-digit targets in every game except for that one against Dallas, right? 10 against the uh, Giants, 10 against San Francisco, 10 against the Bengals, 11 against the Rams. So all he's got to do is just catch one more pass in either one of those games, and he's over this mark. So uh, you look at what receivers have done against these Seahawks, right? Tutu Atwell had six catches. Puka Natua had 10. Um, go back to Armand Rossi Brown had six. Adam Thielen had 11 um, they're giving up uh, a decent chunk of, of receptions to at least one player. Last week, Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase both hit this mark. Uh, Tyler Boyd had seven. Jamar Chase had six. So receivers are catching at least four four catches or four passes against this defense consistently. And for Marquise Brown, again, he's one of the receivers that they look to to do well, actually get stuff done on that offense. They need they need Marquise Brown to get stuff done because past him, it's 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 kind of a uh, show. So he needs to get going and they need to have him get going if they want to be even competitive in this game. So I think they get him the ball and I think he catches at least a couple more of his targets uh, to to get him over this mark. Uh, yeah, I had to go back and look at the depth chart at the wide receiver position for for the Arizona there is no Cardinals. Depth. It's Marquise Brown, exactly. and then that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, the next guy is it's Rondell Moore. I know there was some luster about Mike uh, Michael Wilson, but you just and you laid it out perfectly there, Rod. That over the last three weeks, he's been in double digit targets uh, for the Arizona Cardinals offense, and you take a look at the total targets distribution for this team. Hollywood Brown leads by far with 53 targets. The next uh, guy in line is 39, but it's a tight end, Zach Ertz. The next, the next wide receiver is Rondell Moore, who has 24. So Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, has more than double targets than the next wide receiver in this group. So, um, yeah, I like it. If you're at, if you find that, you know, the obviously the receptions and the yardage as well, and just looking at game game script as well here, uh, I think this was it's a seven and a half point. Uh, uh, spread in favor of the Seattle Seahawks in this game. So at some point you see, do do the books are expecting the Cardinals to be trailing in this game and just going on the game script. You're probably expecting the Cardinals and, and Josh Dobbs to be throwing the football. And hopefully that is towards uh Hollywood Brown in this game here. But um, yeah, Chris, any thoughts on this? Yeah. I mean, Rod laid this one out perfectly as well. The one thing I mentioned that Rod didn't mention is that, uh, he mentioned it being shootouts. This this Seattle defense is really good against the run. Like they are yeah. allowing just three point two yards per carry, which you know where I'm looking at when I hear that opposing running back to go under their rush prop, even if it is a low number, give it to me, sign me up, I'll take it. Um, so yeah, I would agree with that. And uh, as far as Hollywood, he's I, my fantasy team. I I didn't draft for it. I picked them. So I'm always rooting for Hollywood Brown to go over in this spot. And uh, it seems like a good spot just because I think they'll be slinging the ball. Uh, Game script-wise, you know, if you hit it right on the head, uh, they'll be playing from behind as well. All right, Chris, take us over to player prop number three, man. What do you got? So that so that was it for, for player prop number three because I also uh, was with Rod on, uh, Aaron, on Aaron Jones to go okay. over his rushing for me. So – uh, that is three. I got about 10 more I can give you guys, but no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with those three, um, you know. All right. Uh, all right. So for my next one, I think I, 
I feel like it's maybe a buy low spot, but I, I'll kind of get your guys' thoughts on this here as well. And also, we were talking about the theme of bad defenses. Um, this wide receiver is going up against a bad defense. It's that's Devontae Adams. Right now, his number's at around 68 and a half, 69 and a half receiving yards. And we saw the reports this week of his frustration with the lack of targets and lack of involvement in the offensive game plan. We know Jimmy Garoppolo has been ruled out for this NFL Week 7 matchup against the Chicago Bears. But we take a look at the Bears' um, pass defense. It, it's right down there with the Denver Broncos, right? So the Bears are allowing about 267 passing yards per game, which ranks number 29 out of 32 teams. Uh, they're also allowing 7.7 yards per pass attempt, which ranks number 30th. And they're also dead last um, in, uh, let me see here. Uh, so 29th in the yeah, passing yards and then 30th and in then in, uh, uh, yards per pass attempt. The one I forgot is yards per completion. But if it is uh, Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer, when O'Connell played in that game against the Chargers, when uh, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, did not play in that game, in that fourth quarter, he was able to find Devontae Adams and get him involved. But I, this has kind of been a theme that we've been talking about on the Monday Night Football uh, podcast uh, between myself and Lante and also on the pregame show is that we're also we're always looking for those those reports of those quarter or those wide receivers complaining about their usage. And we've gone four for four over the last four weeks. We had A.J. Brown when he was complaining about his usage with the Eagles. Uh, Jamar Chase, when he played against the Cardinals, he absolutely went off. Last week, we had C.D. Lamb, and then I forgot who the fourth uh, fourth wide receiver was we had. But I think this might be a spot for Devontae Adams where you'll just probably see him more involved in the offense, especially going up against a, pair, uh, a Bears um, pass defense that's just not very good right down there, like I mentioned, with the Chargers and, and the Denver Broncos of the world. So I'll take Devontae Adams over 68.5. It's a little bit of juice, but if you want to take it up to 69.5, I see that at minus 110 right now. But want to get your guys' thoughts on Devante Adams here and if he's going to be involved in this offense against the Bears here, Rod. So that's one that I was kind of uh, looking at as well, but I, I was a little bit nervous, so I'm, I'm glad you pulled the trigger on that one because for it's hard to keep him bottled up this long. I mean, he, yeah. he's too good of a player to not turn him loose and to not make him the focal point, even if you have to lose a game to just keep feeding him the ball to get him warmed up. I mean... You know, I'm not saying that that's that's the goal. And obviously, I'm not a head coach, so don't come at me like, oh, my God, Rod, you know nothing about nothing. You're right. I don't. That's why I'm not a coach. But I will say that you have to figure out a way to get Devontae Adams involved. And this is the perfect spot, if ever there was one, to be able to get him going. So if Jimmy Garoppolo does one thing right this week, it's to get Devontae Adams back into swing. Yeah, it'll be either Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer because, yeah, 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 Jimmy G... Dealing with the back issue. So, um, I mean, I, I think what it would really going off of is that that fourth quarter against the Chargers where um, Devontae Adams wasn't targeted a lot in the first three quarters because I remember that game had the over on his receiving yards and his receptions. Luckily for me, the receptions got there, so I, I juiced out a little bit there. But I feel like, again, like you mentioned, just from a matchup perspective, and he's familiar with his Bears team, right? Being with the Packers, with Aaron Rodgers for so many years, obviously he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers at that, you know, at the quarterback position, but I feel like either Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hurst should be able to find him uh, in this game against the Bears. Chris, any thoughts on Devontae Adams? Man, I, I so I think, you know, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Oyer. I think, I think okay. it's going to be Brian Oyer. And if, I'm more and comfortable I, I, I with could, Oyer. I, I could be wrong, but I can't, my, the only question we got, you know, is, 
can you throw? Can you can you just throw the ball in his direction? That's that's really all we need with Devontae, right? Yeah. Like we we're not asking for a lot. It's sixty eight and a half seems like a. I know it's a backup quarterback. It just seems like a hell of a discount. You know, I would only be able to play this one uh, towards the over. Um, especially when we think about how bad that is. I mean, bro, if you, I went back and looked at his numbers yesterday when I saw that Jimmy G wasn't going to play me enough. And I'm just like, man, he's been putrid. But if you ever want to re, you know, just give anybody a glimpse of hope for your career, it would be in this game. And you have one of the best, if not the best wide receiver in football, being able to kind of bring that home. So I would only be able to look at this one. You know, I don't think you should hesitate too much because this is one of those ones where, you think long, you think wrong. Um, perfect scenario for for Devontae on super low number. Yeah, and I also, I mean, in the two road games this season, like I mentioned, against the Chargers, eight receptions, 13 targets, 75 yards, and then against Buffalo, six receptions, eight targets, 84 yards. But also, the one thing that does stick out about uh, Devontae Adams is that he gets the long receptions as well. Um, curious to see what that number is because we might, be, excuse me, getting a discount on that as well. The books are have caught up on that. That one's at 24 and a half. Of course, longest reception. But uh, yeah, I think I, I think I, I mean I'm gonna play the 68 and a half for sure and possibly maybe ladder it up to 100. I didn't see the ladder out yet for Devontae Adams, but I think this might be an opportunity for him again. Not very happy with his role in the offense right now with the um Las Vegas Raiders. And whether whether it is Hoyer, whether it's O'Connell, I think that you know they'll make it a a, a point of emphasis for uh, them to get the football to. Uh, Devonte Adams. Uh, all right, guys. So that is three player props each from each of us. Uh, let's get into our touchdown scores for this week. Uh, Rod, you want to lead us off? Uh, all right. Well, let's go back to that Packers game. Uh, I am going to go with uh, Romeo Dobbs anytime touchdown at plus two twenty five. Uh, Denver is allowing the most touchdowns per game uh, this season at three point eight touchdowns per game. Touchdowns are going to be scored and and Romeo Dobbs is due. He hasn't scored in a couple of weeks. Um, he only has three touchdowns on the season. Two of those came in the, the game against the bears. So I, I think he's due with Aaron Jones back now. Uh, that definitely does kind of free up uh, the, the receivers to, to maybe have a better game because now there is a, I know AJ Dillon's a, a good solid running back, but this is Aaron Jones. This is the guy that the, the running game is built around. So uh, you know, they're going to they're going to respect the run a little bit more, which kind of gives Dobbs a little more freedom to run around and, and do what he's got to do. And, you know, for for Romeo, he only had one catch for four yards against the Raiders. That's got to change. Uh, and I think he gets in the end zone this week because, like I said, Denver's defense is horrible uh, at giving up uh, uh, touchdowns to to uh, to anybody, let alone receivers. Yeah, I mean, I agree again. I mean, would you be shocked if we saw even Aaron Jones score two touchdowns in this game? I mean, yeah, I mean, just how bad that like we talked about at volumes, how bad this defense is uh, for the Denver Broncos. I was trying to quickly put together a same game parlay uh, for Aaron Jones just for kicks and giggles. I'll try to do that while Chris gives his touchdown prop bets here. Yeah, so um, you get, you mentioned one of them, Aaron Jones. I don't know how we not go to him. I mean, the guy telling me he's feeling the best he's done felt and hasn't played in a while, and you get to play against the Denver defense? Oh, man, sign me up. Maybe two of them bad boys, like you said, you know. Uh, so I like Aaron Jones a lot. Uh, I'm actually going to try to find a number on two for for Aaron Jones because I do think six that to one. Um, six to one on two for Aaron Jones. I'm going to write that down. I'm probably going to end up playing that uh, just because I do expect him to be healthy, and I kind of think that, you know, 
the way Green Bay's kind of been losing, right? We we saw them lose against the the Raiders. Um, you kind of want to take the ball out of out of um, Jordan Love's hands, I think, just a tad bit because he is a little inaccurate. So I think you you see a heavy dose of run game. So give me Aaron Jones, absolutely. Uh, I'll take him at two two uh, to score twice at plus six hundred. I also like Keenan Allen. You know, if you you mentioned. Um, I'm pretty sure you probably got some on him, but yeah. I like Keenan Allen a lot. You mentioned, uh, you know, Justin Herbert and that offense having to be able to put up points because you know that they're going to give up points with the defense that they have. So uh, I see Keenan Allen at plus 155 is the best odds right now available on uh, DraftKings. I like him mm-hmm. a lot. And then the other guy, I'm not going to shy away from him. I know I took him his yards over. Mr. Cooper Cup, man, it could just be one catch and and we have a touchdown. So uh, those are the three guys I like, um, two two wide receivers and one running back this week. Yeah, I I like it. I I was on Keenan Allen as well. Um, Again, a target monster, right? And anytime you get anything above plus 150, I do see a plus 155 only on, on DK, like you mentioned there, Chris, for him to find the end zone, plus 155. I like that. Uh, Cooper Cup is also at plus money at plus 110. So I think that's maybe a, a nice parlay you could put together. Um, I I know Kenneth Walker's at minus 185, but I do think that he finds the end zone uh, twice this week. I think it'll be heavy doses of of Ke- uh, Kenneth Walker, whether, you know, like I said, I like his yardage. Uh, if you want to look at his pass, uh, sorry, his rush attempts to go over as well. But for him to find the end zone twice, I would not be shocked if that happened as well. Um that was pretty much it. There was nothing that really stuck out to me um, this week. I know we're not talking about Monday Night Football, but if I think this might just be a huge Brandon IU game, plus 150, uh, if you want to get down on that. Um, we'll see if uh, Debo plays. I think indications are Christian McCaffrey will end up playing in this game, but maybe no Debo, but we'll, we'll see. I, I know it's only until Monday night, but... Yeah, those were some of the ones that I did like for uh, for this week. Uh, all right, gentlemen, let's close it out with uh, best bets for NFL Week 7 player props. Uh, Rod, you want to lead us off? I mean, it was already going to be before Chris backed me up on this one, but it's Aaron Jones over 51 and a half rushing yards. That's, that's about the lock of locks that I can give, especially if you can still get it at plus money uh, over on DraftKings before the public hammers this down. Ah, love it. Uh, Chris, best bet. Yeah, I won't. I'll, I'll do a different one uh, just because Rod already used that one. But let's go. Uh, let's go Cup. Like I said, I'm high on Cup for a third straight week. And it's not just because it's Cooper Cup, but it's also because it's a poor defense. And he, he, the relationship between him and Stafford kind of feel like they kind of missed each other. So, you know, they're, they're, they're making good love on the on the football field, uh, you know, as, a, as an analogy we could use. You know, just kind of catching up for all that time that they weren't able to play with each other. So. Uh, yeah, give me Cooper Cup to go over his uh, his receiving yards. I think if you you know you definitely can ladder this one up to to 100 if you want, 120, 125 if you want. It's just really going to be dependent upon how how much Pittsburgh's going to be able to stay in this game. We know that they really struggled to score specifically on the road. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, for my best bet, I will go with uh, Justin Herbert over one and a half passing touchdowns. I mean, you know, we mentioned that historically, or at least since Justin Herbert. Has took over as a quarterback of the Chargers. Uh, the games typically do turn into shootouts a little bit. Um, right now, the total is sitting at 47 and a half, where you do expect points to be had in this game. And like I mentioned, in five straight career games against the Chiefs, Justin Herbert has two for at least two passing touchdowns against the Chiefs. So I think expect that to continue. Goes right into what uh, Chris mentioned as well for uh, Keenan Allen to score a touchdown this week. So hopefully that uh, comes into fruition as well. So that would be one right there. 
Um, and again, I, I definitely think that he will be able to find uh, a second passing touchdown in this game. And again, like we mentioned, the Chiefs rush defense has been pretty stellar as well. So I do expect Justin Herbert to be throwing the football and hopefully finding his guys in the end zone for uh, two passing touchdowns. Currently at minus 112 over on FanDuel. So definitely shop around uh, because there are some heavily big ones on that uh, for at least for Justin Herbert for uh, at least two passing touchdowns in this game. Uh, all right, that is going to do it for this NFL Week 7 Player Props Edition. Hopefully, we can carry our momentum from the Thursday night football game into Sunday here, but I really like some of the ones that we laid out here. Hopefully, uh, we can find some winners here. Um, did uh, dig up that same game parlay. Aaron Jones, I did 70-plus rushing yards and two touchdowns, 13-1. to 1 for him to uh, do that. So, yeah, not too bad there for Aaron Jones. Um, but, Rod, anything else we want to mention, my friend, before we get out of here? No, sir. Just uh, looking forward to another exciting week of uh, NFL. And then, of course, I'll be knee-deep in F1 as they're in Texas. They're, buddy, they're in your home state right now uh, in Austin uh, doing their F1 thing. And, yeah, just uh, having some fun with motorsports and football. Not enough TVs in the world for a weekend of sports, my friends. Oh, it's it's never enough, never enough, my friend. Uh, Chris, anything else? Man, Rod, took, I need to put that on a shirt. Not enough TVs in, in the world. I got a lot of TVs in my house, and it's still never enough with MLB going on. And I'm not even a NASCAR guy like Rod like Rod is, so I can only imagine what what he's having to go through. Luckily, and kind of unfortunately, we we saw the WNBA come to come to an end, you know. But it's still playoff baseball going on. We know basketball start next week, so. Definitely tune in. It's a great time to, uh, you know, for the new people who are, uh, you know, just kind of coming around to SGPN. Definitely subscribe. Check out the, you know, check out the pods. so many great guys doing great shows on all the great sports that we have, you know, available to us. So definitely do that. Um, hopefully everybody enjoys the week. Uh, you know, it's a profitable week. We're not just putting in these bets to, to you know, just put them in. We're trying to make some money. And uh, hopefully we cash some tickets. Definitely check me out. All my work over on uh, X or Twitter. At Crispy Cap and two P's to ends. I just finished up uh, the NBA uh, season team preview. So uh, went through all 30 teams in the NBA and kind of, you know, gave my projections of what I'll be looking for uh, as far as those teams. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got. You know, uh, best of luck to everybody this weekend. Yeah, I mean, like uh, Chris mentioned, hopefully we do put some more money in your guys' pockets uh, for the Sunday games for NFL Week 7. Again, like I mentioned, uh, two contests happening on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, the Second Chance uh, Survivor Contest. Uh, sign up before Week 7 on Sunday kicks off. It's free to enter. It's $3,000 up for grabs for the winner. Uh, winner takes all. And then also the uh, reviews contest we have going for the NFL gambling podcast. Uh, just do us a favor. Leave us a Apple podcast review. Uh, leave your longest, uh, sorry, your touchdown prop bets, including your odds and your username uh, on YouTube. And if you are the winner, we can contact you to get you that gift card and also uh, leaving us a review. Hopefully it's a five-star review um, that you do leave us. We'll be back next Thursday for the prop cast and then myself and chris will be there early next week for the nba as the season kicks off on tuesday if you haven't gotten a chance to check out our season-long uh, player props for the nba do so because i think we found some pretty good winners including some long shots in there we gave out a hundred to one uh bet in there as well all right we'll talk to you guys next sunday till then good luck with your bets let's break these books off and let it ride <laughs> 